X-Ray. Welcome to The Local, your daily dose of hometown news and democracy. I'm Jeff Smith in Portland, Oregon. It is Wednesday, January 27th. We're almost one twelfth through this year. I'm telling you, life goes fast, folks. Soak it up. Today, back in the day, January 27th, 2007, the Portland Aerial Tram opened to the public. It's one of two urban aerial trams in America. We got one of the two. The tram carries hospital staff, students, and other passengers between the South Waterfront District and OHSU, sometimes my wife. It's a flashy and modern part of TriMet's vast transit system. The tram faced a bunch of controversy during its planning and construction. People who like to complain about Portland government really like to complain about the tram. It cost $57 million. That was four times the city's initial projections. There are more than a few disputes between the city that owns the tram and OHSU, which paid for most of the project the tram serves. When the cost skyrocketed, the city of Portland threatened to withdraw funding mid-project, and then OHSU threatened to sue. The project got inherited by then-city commissioner and future mayor Sam Adams, now new staffer, to Ted Wheeler. He helped coordinate a revised budget and complete construction. A futuristic tram chugs on to this day, offering rides from 5.30 a.m. to 9.30 p.m. on every day but Sunday. Because on Sunday, you just ride with the Lord. Today, back in the day, January 27, 2010, Howard Zinn died. Howard Zinn wrote over 20 books in his lifetime. He was chair of history at Spelman College and a professor of political science at Boston University. Zinn's 1980 book, A People's History of the United States, cracked open the era's prevailing narratives about U.S. history. And it sold a lot more copies after getting plugged in Goodwill Hunting. As libertarian socialist Zinn wrote from the perspective of the powerless and marginalized people who were often left out of uncritical histories. Became a sensation, sold more than two million copies. For his pro-labor and anti-war activism, the FBI kept a file on Howard Zinn, even designated him as a high security risk. His ideas are still under attack today. Indiana Governor and President of Purdue University Mitch Daniels worked to censor the book and keep it out of classrooms. Republican representatives from Arkansas have also tried to ban the book from being taught in public schools. Zinn's unflinching portrayal of America's flawed institutions helped pave the way for the more mainstream reckoning with racism, classism, and sexism that continues today. Today we have an interview with Eden and Ashad on the Portland Book of Dates. X-Ray. And first up, it is time. Today's Quick 6 Local Rundown. In a sad and horrible event, the driver who killed one pedestrian and injured five more on a rampage in southeast Portland on Monday remains hospitalized. Police don't think, though, that he was motivated by terrorism, politics, or bias. The man whose identity has not been released yet is expected to be booked into jail when he is discharged from the hospital. According to multiple witnesses, the man in his car plowed into at least six people on foot or bicycles between southeast 18th and southeast 33rd avenues. Police are convinced the rampage was intentional, but they don't know what motivated him. The silver Honda Element with Washington plates, Washington plates, was totaled when a man crashed into a Chevy. A few good Samaritans tackled the driver until police could detain him. And now it's time for your daily dose of data. Oregon cited 796 new COVID cases on Wednesday. That brings the state's total to 139,355. With 22 new deaths reported yesterday, the death toll has risen to 1,904. There are 308 people hospitalized with COVID in Oregon, 12 fewer than yesterday. Oregon's infection rate is dropping, which may result in loosened restrictions. Oregon's infection rate dropped to 5.1% last week, the lowest it has been since October. The rate has been steadily dropping in January as that holiday surge we expected never came. 
The rate means the state will begin to move some counties out of the extreme risk category of the four-tier risk level measures. Calls are mounting for Representative Mike Neerman's expulsion from the Oregon legislature. Video from the December 21st special session shows Representative Neerman opening the door of the Capitol intentionally to allow rioters to enter the vestibule. A vestibule, by the way, is an antechamber hall or lobby next to the outer door of a building. The resulting conflict between protesters and police resulted in multiple arrests, at least six officers being pepper sprayed. A lot of pepper spraying going around. Calls for Neerman to resign have been mounting since the video was made public. So far, he's refused. Now the legislature may take the step of expelling him. Expulsion requires a two-thirds supermajority vote, meaning it would need to be supported by all 37 Democrats in the House and at least three Republicans. A letter to the legislature asking for his expulsion was signed by prominent business owners, organization leaders, and Salem City Council members. House Speaker Tina Kotek stripped Neerman of his committee assignments, also called on him to resign. Neerman has given up his 24-7 building badge access, must inform the legislature whatever he intends to be in the Capitol. The last time a representative resigned due to public outcry was in 2018 when Senator Jeff Cruz was accused of sexual harassment by multiple women. The harassment report on Representative Diego Hernandez released its findings, and they don't look good for the representative. An investigation that started on May of 2020 is now concluded. The firm Jackson Lewis PC released its findings on Monday. The conclusion? Representative Diego Hernandez created a hostile work environment for several women. The investigators looked into allegations by five women against the representative and found three of them to be verifiable. The harassment report concludes that Hernandez's behavior after the endings of consensual relationships jeopardized the women's ability to feel safe while working in the Capitol. In at least one instance, the report shows that he sent texts to one woman that could, quote, reasonably be interpreted as controlling and abusive. Hernandez is the youngest representative elected to the state house, and in a statement, he said that dating while young is hard, explaining, quote, there is often some confusion, mixed signals, and strained emotions. To anyone I made uncomfortable in my personal life, I sincerely apologize. My actions were motivated from honest affection and the best of intentions. The findings will now be presented to the House Committee on Conduct. Oregon's first motels turned homeless shelters will hopefully begin to open in mid-February. Three months ago, the legislature allocated $65 million to buy motels, turn them into homeless shelters for those affected by wildfires and the pandemic. Bureaucratic challenges have delayed the opening of the motel shelters, but hopes are high the first will open up next month. The state's aiming to provide 600, 700 rooms for those experiencing homelessness. The state is working with nonprofit organizations to identify properties to purchase and convert. They're also vetting the people to occupy them. The plan was for the shelters to begin to open before the winter. Unfortunately, that didn't happen. Now they're aiming for mid-February, which is still the winter. And good news. Portland Representative Lou Frederick proposes reparations for Black Oregonians. In two separate bills, Representative Frederick has proposed grants of $123,000 per year to Black Oregonians who meet certain requirements. One would have to have lived in Oregon for at least 10 years and be able to prove that they are both African-American and have documentation of ancestral slavery. The bills are in the early stages of development and have lots of kinks to be worked out, but they are getting national attention as other states look into similar legislation. California lawmakers began setting up a task force to study reparations, and officials in cities like Asheville, North Carolina, and Providence, Rhode Island have proposed measures to address years of injustice.
And also, the first Portland public school students will go back to school tomorrow. A small group of Madison High School students will go back to school Thursday, although not full-time. Madison High is opening up to students who are struggling with distance learning and are failing one or more classes. PPS announced that there will be less than 20 students, and they will be divided into two groups that will be in the school for two to four hours per week in the afternoons. The limited in-person schooling is optional for students and voluntary for teachers, but it provides a way for struggling students to get one-on-one attention from their teachers. The next group of Portland Public Schools will begin reopening on February 1st for similar in-person lessons. And that's today's today's Quick Quick 6 Local Local Rundown. Up next, we're going to talk with Portland Monthly Style Editor Eden Dawn and her husband, Creative Director at North, Ashad Simonian, about their new book, The Portland Book of Dates, Adventures, Escapes, and Secret Spots. Here are Christine Alexander with Eden and Ashad. Eden, Dawn, and Ashad Simonian, good morning. Good morning. Hi, Christine. Good to see you again. So good to see you too, Eden. I copied your haircut from your little... Um, your little uh, thumbnail, you had this great bangs with long hair, and I was like, I have to have that. <laughs> You're such a style and, maker. And then quarantine took over, I and know. now Ashad and I, nobody can see, but we're like 90% hair. <laughs> I know. I've never had so much hair or or weighed so much in my life. I got a lot of extra going on over here. So, um, perfection. Thanks, Eden. So, so, so happy to have you guys. Just so our listeners know a little bit about um, you both, um, Eden, of course, I know from the Art Institute where she taught an intro to Adobe programs, Photoshop, and whatnot. And um, the rest of you might know Eden, though, through her work at the Portland Monthly. She's a style editor there, it's Oregon's number one selling magazine. And Ashad, I haven't met, but um, you are a creative director at North, which is a Portland-based brand strategy and creative agency. Um, so welcome to you both. Thanks for joining us this morning. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for having us. I, I'm happy to have you. There's so many things to get to. First off, I want to talk about the look, because this book is adorable. <clears throat> it is so cool it's hip it's trendy and what i love about it is that it's not like your average guidebook but the illustrations and the maps that you've created just make it like so entertaining to read and easy to understand (laughs) for someone (laughs) like me so talk to me about about um first how you divvied up the duties how did you put this book together and and then i want to talk about the illustrations specifically because i think they're great so how did this come together? What did the two of you do? Uh, you, I'll talk about, you can talk, okay. <laughs> We're trying to, <laughs> so all of our marriage is just like dividing up who talks about what. Um, the book came together because we just were kind of obsessed with going on. When we first started dating now, like seven years ago, we started this thing called 23 Picnics, where we had this idea that we wanted to try to go on 23 different picnics. Um, around the state and never go to the same place twice so we would take turns we were like super trying to impress each other we're a couple of (laughs) we're like a couple of leos and we both want to be the best oh my god i'm a leo too oh that's why we're all hair (laughs) (laughs) and why we have to be in front of microphones right now yeah um so we started doing that and we just like loved it and we were we're super into going on fun things 
And then obviously in my 10 years at Portland Monthly, all I do is write about cool things in Portland and Oregon and small businesses. That's like always been my beat and the thing I love. Um, and so we were just going to all these places and going out of our way. And Ashad has such a knack, like an explorer, just like the heart of an explorer where he'll do this thing of just like looking at a map and being like, I want to go to this color. And you're like, what, <laughs> what are you even talking about? This and that's color. how we spend our Sundays, like packing up a lunch and then driving to this color on the map. And uh, we were going to a picnic up at the river and in Washougal and he said it. He's like, we should write a, we should write a book. And, mm -hmm. and so you wrote the copy cause that's what you do. And Ashad did the illustrations, correct? Yeah, this is true. We collaborated on on the on both, but but the bulk of the copy was was eaten on. And the, all of the illustrations, we definitely weighed in on everything. We did all the reporting together. We went on all of those dates, did the research, went out there. We would get to a place. Ashad would start taking photographs. We would talk about what made it special. I'd write down mm -hmm. those notes start doing the copy he'd edit through it and show me his feedback but the the look of it is all him i got a little bossy with the copy because i was like i like this about it i want to <laughs> i want to talk about this I'm like fine talk about it you talk about it then. no you no you talk about it <laughs> well the book is set up in zones zone one zone two zone three zone four zone five so you start with portland proper the downtown area of portland and then you literally circle out like a, a a ripple in a pond going all the way out to zone five where you've got volcanoes you say the journey through time high desert land of lakes so um is there one date that that you would like to reference in this brief interview that we have today or or should i talk i mean i i love the book i read it was so easy to read through yesterday and um there are a few things that i took note of but tell me about one date in the book that you think sort of personifies it well you just mentioned journey through time and that's a bit of a haul but that's a, a part of Oregon that neither of us were really that familiar with before writing the book and we ended up out in eastern Oregon around John Day and Painted Hills and you know there's some of these places you've seen on Instagram but there's so much more out there and just driving out there is so magical and it feels like a completely different world it feels nothing like the Oregon that we're used to and you get on these vistas where you're coming over a hill and the, the earth just spreads out and it's so humbling to be out there and it'd be this little, this little car and this giant landscape. And oftentimes, especially if you go during the week, you're out there alone. So you have the whole place to yourself mm. and it's so magical and so special. And this time of year, especially, you don't really run into snow and you know issues like that as much. And so it's, it's really just this barren landscape where you could go out and, and just enjoy each other and have a good time out there. One of my favorite things about doing this book with Ashad was, you know, I'm an, an Oregon native and I've been here. I've never left. Um, so I obviously know and love this state very much, but I learned so much of things I did it. And, you know, my grandparents grew up in LaGrande, so I would go over to Eastern Oregon and hang out in Pendleton and all this stuff. But going through some of these areas, like the journey through time is a great example of one of like learning about, I didn't realize how much of our state is dedicated to paleontology and studying fossils. And you can go out to like this paleontology center on the journey through time highway and watch them live in like a fishbowl, like uncovering fossils that they're working on. Oh, how fun. 
And this is free. This is just like a state park that you can go in and check this out. And they have very good bathrooms, which if you're on a road trip like we are, <laughs> that is, I always mark down when something had a very good bathroom. Um, so there was just so many cool things. And it was really fun to get to see this, this state that I obviously love so much through different eyes and learn cool things. I'm obsessed with the fact that four million years ago, Oregon was a tropical climate and now I'm cold all the time. Oh. I just think about that every day. How did that happen? <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> well, it didn't happen overnight and you can find that out by going on one of these trips. I'm Christine Alexander. Our guests are um, uh, Eden Dawn and Ashad Simonian. Their new book, The Portland Book of Dates, Adventures, Escapes and Secret Spots. It's on the Powell's uh, list this month for uh, books so that's how I heard about it and uh, I was just so excited to open it up because you got this great map in the beginning and you told me in an email that there's something special about these illustrations and the style they were done in Ashad what what was that about I'm trying to so find a, my note and I can't so yeah, tell that's me fine. I'm a designer and and I'm often looking at, at other books and other designs out in the world and I got really obsessed with these risograph printers, which are these kind of ancient printers that that um, you know when you when you print the colors, they overlay on top of each other. So if you print a yellow on top of a blue, you see the green through the through the ink. And oftentimes in old children's books, they would kind of be offset, so the the colors wouldn't quite match up, and and you would see the detail of of how much effort went into these backgrounds and these different illustrations. And so I kind of adopted that style and. The whole book is just three colors and they're all layered on top of each other so it looks like a little bit more than that but everything is just built off of these these three ink colors and they're offset and and just kind of you know the, the thought behind it was Oregon is a is a magical place and, I, and it's you know mesmerizing and and I wanted I wanted people to get lost in the illustrations the same way that you can kind of get lost in the landscape of Oregon. I love them. I particularly love the dragon on page eight. That's one of my favorites. Um, I like that one. Too. I love that one. And on page eight, the, uh, also um, one of the reasons I had a note on page eight is you mentioned Pepe Lamoco. And on the page before that, so getting back to the actual guidebook part of it, um, you talked about Zone Five, which is a, a you know a road trip. But you've got mm -hmm. adventures we can go on right here in Portland pro proper. And you had this description about the Jack London Review where you um, uh, green felted tables at the back staircase of the Rialto pool room. You descend into another world, the Jack London Review. It's down in this small hideaway bar. You'll find world-class musicians, some who are just passing through like dancehall legend Sister Nancy and others who call Portland home like Mel Brown. And when you describe that, it made me think of Pepe Lamoco. And sure enough, I turn the page and there it is. So tell us about some of these places we can go in, in Portland proper. Um, and I, I love how in the book you lay it out. You, you plan it out for us. You make it easy, like going to see the Swifts. You lay it out exactly what we need to do. So um, pick another getaway for me that's here in town. Well, we're definitely fans of those, those hidden places, right? Like so many musicians, I hang out with a lot of musician friends and so many had never been to the Jack London Review. And it's like, how could you not go? And it's, it's a little bit tucked away. It's a little bit hard to find. You maybe wouldn't end up there. But that's what makes it, Joe. that's what makes it an adventure. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So go ahead. Exactly. And we're big fans of going on nights when we don't know who's playing and just showing up somewhere. And, you know, the Hoxton, when, when the basement bar was open at the Hoxton, they had this amazing jazz night on Thursday nights that was like, 
So you just cool. kind of stumbled into it and ended up in this really special, magical place that that you know Portland mm -hmm. was right above you, and nobody knew that you were down there having this amazing time. As much as we love Portland and we love it so much, I, I think a lot of our favorite dates are things that are are stuff that makes you think, "Oh, is this Portland right now? Am I in Portland right now?" Like it just <laughs> feels opposite of the stereotypes of of things that we have, um, and I think that we chase that that thing a lot of of like what feels different when you go into a little world when you are you know sitting out underneath like a giant beautiful tree that's 20 minutes outside the city anything that just feels unexpected that for us has always got really high points yeah of, should it fit in the book because you know there's a lot of things that we did that didn't make it in the book i bet there must have been a lot it sounded like you really did your research you went on a lot of we dates. Went, <laughs> we went on four or five dates a weekend sometimes because wow. our deadline for our publisher was pretty brief from once we got our book deal. So yeah, we would we would literally go on every single weekend. We went somewhere and sometimes four or five dates in a weekend. My guess, we are professional daters. You're professional <laughs> daters. I love it. Eden, Dawn, and Ashad Simonian, their book, The Portland Book of Dates. There are more than 155 date ideas in this book, it says on the cover. So um, like I said, it's it's cut up into five zones, so you don't have to necessarily go far to have a, an adventure. And I have to say, I'm uh, unfortunate right now as as to not have a boyfriend. But but I you don't have to have a date to go on these adventures. You could take a friend. You could take you know a buddy. You Solo could... dates. Take care of yourself. Yeah. yeah we even <laughs> we have an index in the back of things that we recommend are good dates to go on by yourself, which we fully believe and recommend that it's wonderful to go out and have a night to yourself, treat yourself to a fancy dinner. There's great things to go with your friends or stuff to go on group dates, which for us is like, you know, could be romantic, could just be a gang of friends. We really tried to think about everybody because like, yes, we're a married couple, but we also, A, we're not always married and B, we want it to be for everybody. That was really, really important to us because dating should not be an exclusive thing. Well, I want to ask you lastly about uh, the, the most important date, and you talk about it in the book, your date um, to um, the Enchanted Forest and <laughs> how you ended up married. Tell us the story of your engagement. I love this story. Uh, well, we went to Enchanted Forest because Eden had a, she was writing a story. I'm obsessed with Enchanted Forest. So I grew up in Salem, in South Salem, out in the country, which is near Enchanted Forest. And so I've been there for multiple birthday parties and I just loved it. And this was back when it was turning, it turns 50 this year, which is amazing. Wow. And the patriarch Roger Toft, who is just turned 90 and I have like a weird crush on him. I love him so much, <laughs> the man who, who made it. And he made all these cement sculptures and it was turning 45. So I got to interview him. So we went there and I was so excited to take a shot because it's that thing of when you get to share something you love with someone you love. And I was just like a kid in a candy store, showing him all these things. And if you've never been, one of the best things is there's this weird rabbit hole that goes underground that kids always go into and then freak out and get stuck. <laughs> and parents have to like always crawl in there. It's just the best. I cannot recommend it enough. Please go to this place and support it. Um, but when I was interviewing Roger, Ashad, Ashad decided to buy me a ring in the gift shop for $5. Oh my gosh. Five is pushing it. It was, it was a little less than that. <laughs> He bought you the ring so in the gift shop? Yeah, she was so happy. And, you know, I'd already thought about, you know, it's it's time to it's time to pop this question. But we had just taken a trip and I, I just couldn't figure out when to do it properly. 
And I realized this is where to do it, but how she's going to know if I bring her back here, she's going to know. So the only way to do it properly is to do it right now. So while she was doing her interview, I popped into the gift shop and picked up a, picked up a ring. Luckily they had some. Yeah. <laughs> and then I, I convinced her to go back to, to the um, seven dwarfs cave, which is, uh, these neon waterfalls underground. They're black light <laughs> waterfalls that were made in like the 60s. And so you go underground and there's like a little waterfall going, these little black lights. And I was so confused because it's pitch black. You can't see anything. And all of a sudden he was on the ground and I thought he fell. I was like, <laughs> what's going on? Are you okay? Um, yeah, so we... He asked me to marry him. I said, yes. Now you have a book. And now you have a book. Entire timeline. (laughs) Oh, my God. I love it. What a great story. Well, I want to thank you for joining me. And thank you for writing the book. It's just, it's real, it's sophisticated, a a little cheeky. It's, uh, and fun. And um, the book is The Portland Book of Dates, Adventures, Escapes, and Secret Spots by Eden Dawn and Ashad Simonian. And you can get it at Powell's or any other. It's a Sasquatch book, which I love. Sasquatch books. Yeah, they're great. 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 They are great. So thanks for joining me, you guys, and thanks for a copy of the book. And I wish you much success and hope to talk to you again. Oh, thanks, Christine. Go out on those dates. Have fun. I'm gonna. I'm excited. Okay. Thanks, (laughs) you guys. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thanks to Eden and Ashad for joining the local. And thank you for listening to the local. Your hometown in under 30 minutes. Usually under. Thank you for subscribing, giving a five-star review, and thank you, Democracy. Talk to you tomorrow. X-Ray.